Deuteronomy and chapter 30. We're turning for one verse, and then we're just going for one more verse over into the book of Joshua. Just two verses tonight. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, and cast your eye down to verse 19, please. These are among the last words of Moses. Whenever you come to hear the last words of any man, they're very, very solemn words. The last words of any man are words that stand in the court of law. We're going to read the words of two men that were about to die. The last words of two men. In verse 19 of Deuteronomy chapter 30, it says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, Blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that thou and thy seed may live. I want you to come over please to the book of Deuteronomy or Joshua. Just turn over over the pages to the right. And the next book that you'll come to is the book of Joshua. And away back to the end of the book and you'll come to Joshua chapter 24. And you'll be able to leave your Bible open there once we find the place. Joshua chapter 24, and cast your eye down to verse 15. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose ye this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me, and my house, we will serve the Lord. And we know the Lord will add his blessing to the reading of his word. Just bow with me one moment, please, in the place of prayer. Father, we bow before thee tonight. And we thank you for the hymns that we've been singing in the courses. We thank you for the prayers that has been lifted. And we thank you for the word of God tonight that we've read. We thank you for this word that is forever settled in heaven. And Father, we pray tonight for that dynamic power of thy word and of thy spirit to be released in this meeting tonight. We pray, Lord, that you will bring something to birth that you alone can do. And we pray that men and women will be brought from darkness unto light, from the power of Satan unto God. And we pray tonight, Lord, for that anointing. We pray for the atmosphere of this very hall to be charged with an awareness of God. And so, Lord, I pray for that fresh oil, that fresh enjewment from above. And we pray that you alone will get all of the praise and all of the worship. We ask it in the Savior's name. And the people of God said, Amen. I want to talk to you tonight about choices that you need to make. We all know what it is to make choices. Whenever you men were looking for a wife, you made one of the greatest choices, maybe one of the greatest mistakes that you ever made. Whenever you women were looking for a husband, you came to a choice. Whenever you were coming to this meeting tonight, you made a choice. And I want to burn this text tonight from Joshua chapter 24 into your heart. Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. Joshua, just a few verses on down. In verse 29, this man of God, he died. These were the last recorded words of Joshua as he looked over a mass of men and women. And he said, choose you this day. Whom ye will serve. I wonder tonight, is there a young man or a young woman, an older man or an older woman, 
And that's the word of God to your heart tonight, is that this night is a night that you need to consciously make a choice that will eternally settle your destiny. Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. You know, whenever we come to the message of the gospel, the message of the gospel is a message that always needs a response. Whenever you hear the message of the gospel, whether it's in open air, whether it's through gospel tracts, whether it's in a meeting like this, God always wants a response from us here. And whether you're in this meeting tonight and whether you don't understand that or not, but you're going to make a response before this very night is out. God's going to ask you to make a decision. Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. Whenever I preach the gospel here and there, the gospel preacher always has to emphasize that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And dear men and women, tonight you could have a millstone of sin around your soul taking you down to the chasms of a lost eternity. And if you were to cry on the very seat where you sit tonight and cry upon the name of the Lord, he would save you and he would keep you and he would bless you for all of eternity. You're just a call away. But not only does the gospel preacher have to emphasize about a call, we've mentioned that the nights are gone by, we have to emphasize that you need to come. Come unto me, all ye that labor under heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Take the letters of that word you've heard it preached many times before. See, children can come. Old people can come. Middle-aged people can come. Everyone can come. My dear men and women, tonight you're a candidate for God's salvation. But a gospel preacher not only has to preach on the call and the opportunity to come, the gospel preacher also has to emphasize the need of confession. To confess your sins not to a priest or not to a clergyman or not to a minister, but to confess your sins to God and thank God that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You see that word confess, it, it really takes us back to turning from your sin, to repent, to repentance toward God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And may, my dear men and women tonight, you don't hear it preached so often tonight, but the old preachers used to say, you either turn or you burn. And that's true. Because if you're in this meeting tonight on your way to a lost eternity, there's something that you need to do. You need to turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. I would implore you to do that tonight. But the gospel preacher not only talks about calling and coming and confessing, I want to talk tonight about choosing. Because this is the words of Joshua whenever he said, Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. It's a conscious decision of the will. You know, I believe in the sovereignty of God. I believe at this moment, no matter what Putin does, no matter what that wee man down in North Korea does, no matter how many weapons I have, I'm glad there's one that's on the throne. There's one in control. The, the creator of all the earth, the hymn writer says, God is still on the throne and he will remember his own. Though trials oppress us and burdens distress us, thank God he never will leave us alone. I believe that. I believe that everything is mapped out in the conscious sense of the sovereignty of God. But I also believe in the responsibility of man. Every time you see a train on the train tracks, there's always two tracks. 
I'm one of those who would speak to me of the sovereignty of God and the responsibility of man. And dear unsaved in the meeting tonight, you've got a soul that will never, never cease to exist. You had a beginning, but you will never have an end. When you die, you'll go into eternity, either into heaven or into hell. And you need to choose where you want to go. God will not send you to hell. You'll not go to hell because God has sent you there. You will go to hell because you have chosen that you do not want his salvation and you want to live your own way. You want to indulge yourself in your own sin and because of those conscious choices that you will make, if you bypass the cross and reject the Savior when you die and you will die, you will end up in a lost eternity. No matter how religious you are, no matter how good you are, when you die, you will lose your soul. It's not possible to gain the world. Alexander the Great tried it. Whenever Alexander the Great died, he, in his will, he wanted to be laid in his coffin with his two hands open. In his mid-thirties, he wept whenever he realized there was hardly any more of the world to conquer. But whenever he died, he says, I want men and women to know I came into the world with nothing and I left the world with nothing. Friends, you're going to leave your business behind. You're going to leave your money behind. You're going to leave all your popularity, your religion, and your fame behind. And Amos said, the little herdsman from Dekoa, prepare to meet thy God. Prepare. Prepare to meet thy God. I want to say some very simple things tonight about this text of Scripture in Joshua 24. Choose ye this day. It's a personal choice. My dear friends, tonight your wife or your children cannot get saved for you. Your family can't get saved for you. You have to come one at a time and come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to the words again. Choose you. Maybe there's a young man in this meeting tonight. Maybe there's a young woman and the message of the gospel has been brought to you from a mother's knee. You've heard it and maybe even you're sick of it. But if you're ever going to have sins forgiven and joy and peace and get to know God, because I'm glad that when you get saved, you not only have your sins removed, but you come into a relationship with God where he becomes real, where men and women can communicate with God. My dear friends tonight, the best friend I have is the creator of the world. He's my friend tonight. And that's why you need to get saved. It's not just to have a negative gospel to get out of hell and to get your sins removed. That's the negative point. But the positive is that he brings you into a relationship with himself, into the family and into the fold of God. But all of this on your side depends on what you will choose to do with the Lord Jesus Christ. Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. Many years ago, there was a minister who was walking through a prison in England. And he walked down through death row and there was a man who was holding on to the bars, just killing time. And the minister went over to him and he said, Sir, why is it that you're here? And that prisoner, he just gripped the bars and he looked into the eyes of the minister and he says, Bad choices. Bad choices. 
You know, dear friends, tonight, if I could lift the lid of hell, if I could bring you down into the chasms where there's men and women at this very moment that have heard the same message that you're hearing tonight, if I could bring up some soul into this meeting that neglected and rejected the gospel and lost their soul, if I could bring them up into this meeting tonight, you know that what they would say, the reason why I was there, not because there wasn't provision that was made, the reason why I am there and the reason why I always will be there is I made the wrong decision. Don't blame anyone else for losing your soul. God is holding you responsible tonight, culpable for your eternity. It's a personal choice. You remember Adam. Whenever Adam was created of the dust of the ground and God laid hold of him and breathed into his nostrils and he became the breath of life and into his soul, he became a living soul. It was there where God let him do everything in the garden except for to eat of the forbidden fruit. And whenever Eve was away on her own, it was then that the devil came and he deceived Eve. And dear unsaved in the meeting tonight, you always be careful that the devil, if he deceived Eve, he can deceive you. And she went and she took of the forbidden fruit. She was beguiled by the serpent. And then she came to Adam and she gave him the fruit. But he knew that he shouldn't have took it. He knew from the word of God that he was not allowed to take that. But Adam made a conscious choice to disobey and reject the word of God. My dear friends tonight, you're on the brink of eternity. You're heading out into eternity where there's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth and there's a heaven to gain, there's a hell to shun and you know the message of the gospel, you could preach it better than what I can but at this very moment hitherto you've disobeyed, defied and rejected the message of the gospel whenever Adam took his first bite of that fruit. My dear men and women, there was a power that was let loose and you and I tonight are still infected by it and that is by sin. Wherefore, as by one man, thus Adam, sin entered into the world, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. He made the wrong decision. You'll remember Lot. You'll remember whenever Abraham and Lot, his nephew, came out of Ere of the Chaldees, and then, they came out of the, and then they came into the promised land. And Abraham said to Lot, he says, you choose wherever you want to go and I'll go the other direction. And Lot lifted up his eyes and he looked upon the well-watered plains of Jordan. He seen all the lush and seen all the beauty of the world. Seen all the things that were attractive. And he says, I want to go there. I want to indulge myself in pleasure. I want all of the prosperity. And he went. And that decision that he made damned his two daughters. My dear men and women tonight, let me tell you, you could make a decision in this meeting that will not only affect your life, but it could affect the family, your family's life. You remember Mrs. Lot. Whenever the angels went down into Sodom and there they, they remonstrated and they, they took her by the very hand and was looking to bring her to the mountain of safety. And she came out just out of stone's throw from Sodom. And it says that Mrs. Lot, she looked back. She made a choice to disobey God. And she perished in the presence of her husband. You could perish on the very decision that you make tonight. What about Judas? What about the man that seen the dead raised, the blind received their sight? He seen the lepers cleansed. 
He's seen miracle after miracle. He heard the greatest sermon from the greatest preacher by the greatest man that ever lived. And there was a day whenever he went and he came to the Pharisees and this is what he said. He says, what will ye give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And there, whenever the Judas was in the upper room, coming round the, la the Lord's the Last Supper, and there the Lord Jesus looked at Judas. He looked him straight in the eyes and he says, go and do what you're going to do. And Judas got up out of his seat and he walked to the door. And the most solemn thing about all of that is God, the Son, never stopped him. The Lord Jesus didn't say to Judas, now Judas, just hold on. You're going to make a decision that you're going to regret. But Jesus didn't say that. Jesus let Judas get up. Jesus let Judas go out through the door into the darkness. He didn't stop him. My dear men and women tonight, you could make a decision and you could never hear the voice of God ever, ever, ever again. That man that sold the Savior died with suicide because he made the wrong choice. What about that man? All of Rome looked upon him. The man by the name of Pilate. We mentioned him last night. In Matthew chapter 27, Pilate said, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called the Christ? He knew that he had a decision to make. He called for a bowl of water. And he washed his hands and he said, I am innocent of the, the blood of this just person. See ye to it. And there, Pilate there was four voices that he heard that day. He heard the voice of the crowd, crucify him, crucify him. He heard the voice of his conscience because he knew that this man had done nothing amiss. He heard the voice of his companion. His wife sent a letter and said, have nothing to do with this just man. Don't condemn him. Don't make the wrong choice, Pilate. He not only heard the voice of the crowd and the voice of his conscience and the voice of his companion, he heard the very voice of Christ. But he bypassed the voice of his conscience. He bypassed the voice of his companion. He bypassed the voice even of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he laid hold of the voice of the crowd. And he made the wrong decision. And Judah, Pilate is in a lost sinner's hell at this very moment. Maybe you hear the voice of your conscience tonight and you know that you need to get saved, but you could silence that voice. You've maybe heard the voice of the Savior many, many times, but tonight you could make a decision and you could silence the voice of Christ like Pilate did and you may never hear it again. You could silence the voice even of your companions, whether it's a mother, whether it's a son, whether it's a granny who has pleaded with you for years and years and years to get saved. And you tonight could make a decision and listen to the crowd. My dear men and women, this is what the Lord Jesus said. Broad is the way that leadeth unto destruction, and many there be that go in thereat. I wonder, are you going the way of the crowd? I wonder tonight, are you on the broad way that leadeth to destruction? Or have you entered into the narrow gate? That narrow path that leadeth on to righteousness. Strive to enter in, said the Lord Jesus. To make the wrong decision. Pilate ended his days in a mental home, washing his hands, rubbing them over and over and over again. Couldn't get it out of his mind that he made the wrong decision and he died a pauper's death. And at this very moment, he's in a lost sinner's hell because he made the wrong decision, not with the church, not with the denomination. He made the wrong decision with a man. 
I wonder what you're going to do with the man Christ Jesus. You remember the great man by the name of Felix. The Apostle Paul, that man that preached with the Spirit of God, with wisdom and authority and power, and every word that Paul preached that came like a thunderbolt from heaven. And whenever he stood before Felix and he preached of judgment and righteousness and temperance, it says that Felix trembled. He shook like a leaf, like a sally rod in the presence of God when he knew there was a day of accountability coming. He knew there was a day when God Almighty was going to bring into judgment every secret word, every secret thought, every word, every deed, every action, every motive. And Felix trembled. But then Felix said this. He said, Paul, some more convenient season. And Felix made the wrong decision and we never hear of him ever again. My dear friends, tonight God's going to push you for a decision. You remember Paul again in Acts chapter 16. And he's standing there alone. He says, all men forsook me, notwithstanding the Lord stood with me. And he stood and he looked into the eyes of King Agrippa. And he preached his heart out to this man. He had plenty of gold. He had plenty of money. He had wine, women, and song. And this is what King Agrippa said. He said, Paul, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Paul, I'm almost through. Paul, preach another 10 minutes. Preach another half an hour. Paul, I'm almost there. My dear, on save tonight. You could almost be there. But said the hymn writer of a bygone day, and we're going to sing it tonight before we're over, almost persuaded. Soon to be past, almost persuaded, doom comes at last. Sad, sad, that bitter wail, almost, but lost. I wonder tonight, are you almost through? I wonder tonight, are you almost making the decision for Christ? I wonder tonight, are you almost persuaded? Paul looked at, into the eyes of King Agrippa, and he said, Sir, I would that thou were altogether such as I am. I'm glad tonight there's many in this meeting and we're not almost persuaded. I'm glad that we're altogether persuaded that he is altogether lovely. What about you tonight? What about you as you sit on that seat? I heard a story years ago whenever I was doing the mission down in Desert Martin. Four young men driving home from a meeting. And a young man in the back seat, he said to the driver, he said, stop the car, stop the car. He says. And he got out in the side of the road get down on his knees, and he says, Lord, will you save me? And the driver said, he says, George, what happened to you? He says, I could almost feel the flames of hell under my seat. My dear men and women, those four young men got saved that night. That's exactly what you need to do. And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Those are men that made the wrong choice. You remember, and I'm sure you, many of you have heard this story and read the book of Ruth. Read it whenever you go home. A young woman that was brought up in idolatry. A young woman that was ungodly. And whenever her husband died, her mother-in-law was going to take her to a country she had never been in before. She was from the land of Moab. And her mother-in-law, Naomi, was going to take her back to the land of Jerusalem, back into the land of Israel. And Naomi, he, she said to her daughter-in-law, she says, there's no need for you to come with me. Go your way back to your people. And this is what Ruth said. She said, Entreat me not to leave thee, for where thou goest, I will go. Where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God shall be my God. And that day, that young woman made a choice, but thank God it was the right choice, and you'll discover that she's in the very lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ. She made the right decision. That's what you need to do tonight. 
Make the right decision. You'll remember Moses, the man who was learned in all of the ways of the Egyptians. He was going to be the next on the throne of Egypt. But the Bible says that Moses, he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. The season of sin will soon be over. We've turned from winter into spring. Another few weeks will go from spring into summer, from summer into autumn, from autumn into winter. And my dear men and women tonight, you could be riding the crest of your wave. You could be indulging yourself in sin. And you think tonight you've almost got away with it. But the season of sin will be over. For God will bring into judgment every single secret work. What about Paul? Paul made the right choice. Paul was kicking. God was speaking to Paul. You could be in this meeting tonight and unbeknownst to anyone else, you're kicking against God. God has been speaking to your soul and you've been counting the cost and you've been putting it off. And that's exactly what Paul was doing. The Lord Jesus Christ said, Paul, it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. But that day, whenever he saw the risen Savior, you know what he said? He says, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And he made a decision, my dear men and women. He pushed right through with God and 14 epistles of our New Testament was penned by a man on the Damascus road who made the right decision. What a man. What a man. What about Mary? Mary in her, in her little home in Bethany and there Martha, she was complaining. And Mary, she just sat at the feet of the Lord. She got away from all of the distractions. And this is what the Lord Jesus said. She sa he said to Martha, Mary has chosen the good part that shall never, never be taken away. My dear friend tonight, if you choose the person of the Lord Jesus, you'll choose a good thing. You'll choose the best thing and it will never be taken away. Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. Tim made the right choice. Brian Annett made the right choice. Many of us here tonight, we made the right choice. Beside a bed on the 22nd of February 2010, I, by the grace of God, made the right choice. My dear men and women, tonight you need to make that choice. Make that choice. Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. A missionary years ago, by the name of Sadhu Sindar, I don't know if you've ever heard of him or not, he was a missionary who was called by God away out into the Indians. He was from India, away out into the tribes of unknown India. And he was sent among many of the, the tribes that were hostile to the gospel. And the enemy came, the tribesmen came and told him to recant, to recant the message of the gospel and to put his trust in Allah. He says, I'm not going to do it. He says, there was a day when I was saved and I know the Lord Jesus is real. I know that he's alive. I know that he's the only man that's able to save men and women from hell. I'm going to preach him no matter what it costs. Those men that were hostile to the gospel, they got his two sons and they held a knife to the two boys' throats. And he said, they told him, he says, now recant. Recant. Turn away from the Lord Jesus. And Sadhu Sindar, with tears coming out of his eyes with his two boys, the darling of his bosoms before him, says, I can't do it. He began to sing. You've all sang it here. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. He was the man that first made that hymn. That's where it came from. They got his wife. That man, that, that dear woman. They started a home together. They loved each other. They got her and put the knife to her, to her, to her throat. And he said, they said, now we're, we're giving you a chance to recant. He says, I can't do it. And as he looked at his two boys lying in the ground and his wife, he began to sing, Though none go with me, still I will follow. Though none go with me, 
Still I will follow. Though none go with me, still I will follow. No turning back. No turning back. My dear men and women, that's what you need tonight. They came over to him and put the knife to his own throat and said, we're giving you one more chance. He looked down and seen his wife there, his two boys there, and he says, began to sing the last course, verse of that course. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. No turning back. No turning back. I don't want you to make a profession tonight. I don't want to raise you to raise your hand or sign a card. I want you to make a decision tonight to turn your back on the world and turn to the Lord Jesus Christ and go through with him, lock, stock, and barrel, no matter what it costs you. I want to see you go through with God, your vows to pay, and all upon the altar lay. Thank God the Holy Ghost will do the rest, and he will bring you into God's very best. It's not only a personal choice. Secondly, and very quickly, it's a pressing choice. Because Joshua, he said, Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. Not tomorrow. Not Easter Monday. Not Tuesday. Not Wednesday. Don't come back next Sunday night. This day. Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. Four times in the Scriptures you hear that text of Scripture. Today... Today, if ye hear his voice, harden not your heart. I could take you to many people. There's a man not far away from Cookstown, away on up near Money Moor, heading over into Mockerfelt. He says, Stephen, I remember the night that I was in the meeting. Remember the night that God spoke to my soul, and I was almost coming through that night. And he says, Lord, not the night. He says, Stephen, God has never spoken to me since. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. He that being often reproved and hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. My dear friends, tonight it's not a man that you're dealing with. It's God that you're dealing with. God at any moment could close his hand of divine mercy and grace, and you could go out into eternity at any moment. That's why God has brought this poor preacher from the hills of, of the Spurns to tell you tonight, choose ye this day whom ye will serve. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Samuel the prophet could say in 1 Samuel 17, the Lord will deliver thee this day. Day. Whether you're an alcoholic, whether you're a gambler, whether you're a homosexual, whether you're a prostitute, whether you're religious, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you're famous, whether you're not, my dear men and women, the Lord can deliver you this very day. Deliver you from sin. Deliver you from guilt. Deliver you from shame. Deliver you from all of the power of the enemy. But all of this on your part depends on what you will do. What would you do? What would you do if you were in a burning building and the flames were coming round you and the fire brigade sent a little ladder up and a fireman opened his arms and he says, young man, jump and I'll save you, but you need to jump now. I know what you would do. you jump. I would do. What would you do if you were in a boat out in the Atlantic and the boat was sinking and the RNLI came out beside you and they pulled their little boat up and says, you need to jump, but we, you need to jump now. I know what you'd do. you do what I would do. you jump straight away. Why is it that you linger whenever it comes to the things of God? Why is it you say, Lord, I would jump out of a burning building and I would jump out of a sinking ship 
but I'll not jump out of my sin into the arms of the Lord. My dear men and women, there's a day whenever you could come to jump, but the arms of Christ could be shut. The door of opportunity could be closed, and tonight you could hear in your ears tonight that door swinging and squeaking and closing, and it'll never be opened again. That's truth. That's reality. W.P. Nicholson used to say, play with fire if you want, but don't play with God. Don't play with God. You and I don't have a monopoly over our Creator. Joel, the old prophet, could say, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. And I believe tonight, and I'm trusting God, that there's those in this meeting, and you're down in the valley of decision. You're down in the valley. You're down there, and you're counting the cost, and you know all of your sins that are behind you. You know that there's an eternity before you. You know that there's a hell beneath you. You know that there's an angry God above you. My dear friend and woman tonight, jump into the arms of Christ. He will save you. He will save you. He will save you now. Now. Jeremiah said, Ye shall see your way in the valley, and thou shalt know what thou hast done. My dear friends, tonight there's millions, maybe even billions, over in eternity tonight. And the wails and the weeping and the gnashing of teeth. And they look back at the decision they've made in the valley. Thou shalt look back and see thy way in the valley. And thou shalt know what thou hast done. And you could do the wrong thing. You could do the wrong thing. And I plead with you tonight. Do the right thing. Moses, whenever he came to die, this is what he said. I have set before you the way of life and the way of death, the way of blessing and the way of cursing. He said, choose life that thou and thy seed shall live. Maybe there's a mother here tonight and there's little children in your home and you could reject the message of the gospel and you could not only damn your own, own soul, but you could have a, an effect in those little lives and you could end up damning their soul. And that's why Moses said that thou and thy seed shall live. Make a choice now. Just in the very click of the clock. What are you going to do tonight with the Lord Jesus Christ? What are you going to do with all of your sin? What are you doing with the eternity that's going to come? What are you doing with the hell that's below? What are you going to do with the God that's above? Choose life that thou and thy seed shall live. It's not only a personal decision. And it's not only a pressing decision. Let me say to your friends very quickly tonight, it's a powerful decision to choose the Lord Jesus Christ. You see this room tonight? The Bible talks about this room as being full of slaves. You're either a slave to your sin or you're either a slave to Christ. And you could be in this meeting tonight, no matter how religious you are, you could live a life that's as clean as a hound's tooth. Don't steal, don't lie, don't do all of those things. But if you die without Christ, you'll still go to the same hell that Hitler went to and Mussolini went to and all of men down to the centuries of time. God is no respecters of persons. What you need tonight is a saviour, not a religion, not an ideology. You need a man, and that is the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, Wounded for me, wounded for me. There on the cross he was wounded for me. 
gone my transgressions and now I am free all because Jesus was wounded for me. And as I said the other night, it's not enough to believe that the Lord Jesus died for the world and thank God he did, but you need to discover that he died for you. And whenever you appropriate that and apply that to your life, that's the night that you'll get saved. If you went home to a doctor tomorrow and that doctor said that you've got cancer or some disease, but I've got a cure, you would be a fool to take the cure and set it on the shelf at home. You would go home and you would do what I would do. You would take the medicine at the right dose and then that would work and that would cure you. My dear friends tonight, the message of the gospel, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that was shed, it's the only cure for your sin. The price has been paid. The blood has been shed. But you need to have it applied to your life tonight. That's whenever you come by faith and say, Lord, I don't understand it. I don't know everything about electricity. But I don't sit in the dark at home. I flick on the light. My dear men and women, I don't know all about the gospel. I don't understand that there's preachers that can do it down into the depths of the doctrines of the word of God in a mighty way. But my wee small mind can't even comprehend the mightiness and the, the magnitude of God. But all I can tell you tonight, just by laying simple faith in the person of Christ, he saved me like any other man. And he'll save you tonight too. But you need to choose. Choose ye this day. Whom ye will serve. You see, if you're unsaved tonight in this meeting, you're already serving someone. You're serving the devil. The Lord Jesus said that ye are of your father the devil, and the works of your father ye will do. He has come to kill and to destroy, but I am come that ye may have life, and that ye may have it more abundantly. And my dear men and women, all I want you to do tonight, and all that we've been praying, is that you would decide to choose to serve, not the devil any longer, but you would to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, and thank God he's the greatest man that you can serve. To come from darkness into light. To come from death unto life. To come from bondage into liberty. To come from punishment to pardon. From going down to hell to going to heaven. And you don't even need to pay for it. You don't need to even need to work for it. You don't need to give a dime of your money. You don't even have to try and merit it with God. Ye are, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. Lest any man shall boast. My dear men and women, tonight there's a gift that is outstretched in the hands of divinity tonight. And it's the gift of salvation. It'll cost you nothing, but it costs God everything that he had. And you need to take it. You need to take it by faith and just say, Lord, I'm a sinner, but your son died for me. And he rose again, and he's a living Savior. And I want him to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I want him to dissolve the chains. I want him to remove the stains. I want him to take away the past and the guilt and the fear and the burden. My dear men and women, what he does, he does it well. He does it well. Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. I wonder who you're going to choose. I wonder tonight are you going to choose the man of sorrows that we've been singing about tonight. It brought a tear to me eye. There's hardly a time. I don't sing it but I weep. Man of sorrows. What a name. For the Son of God who came. Oh, ruined. Ruined. Ruined sinners to reclaim. Oh, hallelujah. What a savior. My dear men and women, tonight you're ruined. You're ruined. Oh, my Savior, 
specializes in taking the ruined lives. My Savior specializes in taking broken hearts. My Savior specializes in taking broken men and women. Oh, he can do for you tonight what psychologists can't do. He can do for you tonight what doctors can't do. He can do for you tonight what religion can't do. Old things pass away and all things become new. What about a new you? What about a new you? Do you see whenever you get tired of your sin? Do you see whenever you get tired of the drink and lies and lust and tired of it all and say, I'm sick of it? My dear men and women, there's a man that can make a new you. If any man be a Christian, he is a new creature. Old things pass away and all things become new. I was thinking about it this evening and coming to an end. Luke's Gospel, chapter 15, is a lo- chapter of lost things. You'll read in Luke's Gospel, chapter 15, of a lost sheep. But the shepherd found it again. You'll discover in that ch- same chapter that there's a woman that lost a silver coin and she found it again. At the end of Luke's Gospel, chapter 15, you'll discover that there was a father and he lost his son but he found his son again. But whenever you turn over into Luke chapter 16, you discover that there's a man that lost his soul and he is still lost at this very night. You know why? He made the wrong decision. Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. It's not only a personal question and it's not only a pressing question and it's not only a powerful question. And finally, it's a permanent question. Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. Sinner, heed the warning voice. Make the Lord your final choice. Then all heaven will rejoice. Be in time. Come from darkness and the light. Come let Jesus make you right. Come and start for heaven tonight. We said it last night. Be in time. Be in time. There was a mission in Lurgan just over a hundred years ago. They were singing the last hymn. There was a man on the front row that night. He was one of the hardest sinners in all of Lurgan. Indulged himself in all of the depravity of the world. Heard the message of the gospel, how that Christ died for him on the cross and there was nothing that he needed to do but put his trust in him and repent of his sin. The preacher that night in the last night of the mission called out to him, I do believe, I will believe that Jesus, he died for me. And on the cross he shed his blood from sin to set me free. And they stood up and they were singing the last hymn Whenever they came to the last verse, that man, he put all the lungs in his air and in rebellion and defiance against God, this is what he began to sing. I will not believe, I will not believe that Jesus died for me, nor on the cross he shed his blood and died to set me free. He says, I will not believe. He got out of that meeting that night, headed down the road, jumped onto his bicycle, and there's a lorry come round one of the streets of Lurgan and out into eternity. He made the wrong decision. My dear unsaved tonight, 
You may not say those words and you may not be brave enough and bold enough and arrogant enough to sing them tonight. But if you don't take Christ as your Savior now, you're no better and you're no more spiritual than what that man was in there. Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. You know why Joshua said that? Because you may never get another day. Every person has their last day. Every person has their last second. Every person sees their family for the last time. Every person eats their Sunday dinner for the last time. Every person be in their gospel meeting for the last time. I wonder tonight, is this your last day? You couldn't tell me that it's not. I'll close by telling you this story and then we'll pray. Over in the church in Balakil, which we were married in, there was a man who was visiting by the name of Harold Paisley. Harold Paisley told a story one night, I've never forgotten it. He was preaching over in America. And as he was preaching, he seen men and women in the congregation that God was speaking to. He knew the Spirit of God was at work. And whenever they were singing the last hymn, they were singing that hymn, as we mentioned the other night, just as I am without one plea. Harold Paisley saw down in the congregation a young girl by the name of Mary, and he knew that God was speaking to her. The tears were coming down her eyes. Harold Paisley got down off the pulpit, those big American pulpits, and he made his way down to the congregation. And he came over to Mary as she was standing and her mother was singing and her father was singing. He says, Mary, would you not come tonight, dear? Would you not make a decision for Christ tonight? Harold Paisley that night, he told it, I'll never forget it. He was shaking, tears coming out of his eyes. He says he saw Mary. She put her two hands in the pew in front of her. He says her knuckles went white. He, she said that he turned, she turned to me and she says, Mr. Paisley, I will not. I will not. I will not. Harold Paisley turned and walked up the, up the aisle, got into the pulpit and gave the benediction and the closing prayer, went to the door. All the men were shaking hands and he had his eye on, on little Mary. She went around the back door and got in, stood in the car park and told her mum and dad, come on mum, I want to get home. I want to go home. She jumped into the car and this is a true story. As she headed out of the car park with her mum and dad out, out onto the main highway, there was a man who came down the highway intoxicated with drink. Bang, stood into the side of Mary's car. Her mother and father got out. And that man that was intoxicated, he got out and pulled a packet of cigarettes out of his pocket and he got a match and he struck it and lit the cigarette and he flicked the match in the ground. And the gasoline was on the road. The whole car went into inferno. Hard Paisley, he said, I ran, I ran, I ran out through the gates of the car park onto the road and says, Mary, Mary, are you there? Mary, can you hear me? She says, I'm still here. I can't get out. Get the door open. I can't get out. He says, Mary, I can't get the door open. Turn to Christ, Mary. Put your trust in Christ. You'll never get the door open in time. And Harold Paisley said these words came out of Mary's mouth before she crossed from life into death. She says, Pastor, I will not. I will not. I will not. 
And Mary made the wrong choice that night. My dear friends, tonight you're going to make a choice. Whether you like it or whether you don't. God's going to buttonhole you tonight. He's going to put you into a corner. And this is what he's going to say to you tonight. Just as I close this meeting. Young man, young woman, mother, father. Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. Now, do it now. I wonder what you're going to choose. I'm going to ask the group to come up and we're going to sing a hymn that we mentioned earlier on. Almost persuaded, now to believe. Almost persuaded, Christ to receive. Seems now some soul to say, Go, Spirit, go thy way. Some more convenient day on thee I'll call. My dear friends tonight, don't miss it. Don't miss it. I want him to come up and he's going to stand beside me and we're going to sing this and then I'm going to ask our brother to close in prayer. And if you have been spoken to tonight, don't leave this meeting. Don't be merry. Don't be merry. Don't go out onto the Ballinahinch Road. Don't go onto the Downpatrick Road. Whatever roads there may be, could be the last time you ever hear the gospel. Choose Christ now we'll pray with you, we'll read with you, we'll go to your home, we'll do whatever you need to do. But come to Christ. Come to Christ. Come to Christ.